Chapter Eleven of Fritz to the Front by Edward L. Wheeler. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Kirk Ziegler. A Father's Brutality. After the departure of Silly Sue, Fritz sunned himself until his garments were dried. Then, rising, he began to cast about him for something to eat. I don't know better. I go back mit der tavern or not? He mused. I dinks dot vas an unhealthy place and yet i would like some things to eat very bad climbing to the top of the bluff he passed the old mansion and followed the country road for some distance in hopes of finding an orchard or watermelon patch and he was successful about a mile distant he came to a good-sized orchard near no human habitation and hastily made a raid on it with the result of discovering all the luscious eating harvest apples he could carry filling his pockets he made his way back to the old rookery and sat down upon the front step to finish his meal i wonder what's become of der villain i kicked mit under der jaw he muttered i tink i must have dislocated him or i should a seed him i wonder vere der mouth of der well is anyhow what they come up through it must be somewhere vere der house stands und probably hidden after he finished his meal on apples he entered the old dwelling with a view to giving it another exploration passing through the lower hall he tried each door opening off from it but found them all locked as before what they contained he could therefore not learn except by bursting them open or unlocking them which he had no way of doing finding no success downstairs he went upstairs remembering that he had only tried the doors of part of the upper rooms on his previous visit the second one being the assembly chamber containing the swinging head of ill-fated bill budge he shunned this apartment now and passed along the corridor the first and second doors he tried were locked like those below the third door however was unfastened and opening it he entered a large unfurnished apartment containing but one window which looked out upon the ocean noticing a card tacked upon the wall opposite the door fritz advanced to read what was written upon it but that he was destined never to do halfway across the room he got then the floor sunk quickly beneath him and he went down 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 he had stepped upon a trap which had evidently been prepared for occasional stragglers and he was the unsuspecting victim until too late to save himself down down he went into empty space until he struck heavily upon a hard floor and lay for a moment in a heap his senses partly leaving him when he recovered consciousness he arose to his feet he was in utter darkness and in a place where the air was close and stifling what kind of den had he fallen into he could not ascertain by looking at least later that day mr granby greyville left his handsome residence and made his way to the bluff accompanied by her ladyship the countess there was a terrible expression of stern resolve upon his countenance and in his grasp he carried an ugly-looking cart-whip which looked as if it were capable of inflicting dire pain in the hands of a human brute arriving at the top of the bluff they found grogan the irish delegate seated upon the doorstep of the old house while lying upon the ground in front of him was the girl sue bound hand and foot but none the less defiant for that fact as was evident by the contemptuous curl of her lip and the indignant wicked flash of her eyes a little shiver went over her though when she saw the countess the man she knew as her father and the whip he carried sure it's meself as cotched her grogan cried as greyville approached 
but it's the devil's own time i had at it bedad and if yous don't believe it you can look at me face begorra she's scratched and bit and fit loike the very devil's imp she is and the hibernian rubbed his torn and bruised visage dolefully so you're caged are you my young tigress the smuggler captain demanded gazing down at the girl wrathfully i'll see that you never break loose hereafter bah the girl retorted in contempt i'm not afraid of you you rufflingly wretch if you do carry a whip you can whip me pound me stamp me into the earth but you can't intimidate me i'll despise and defy you to the longest day i live we shall see i've made up my mind to cease dealing mildly with you and instead treat you to the harshness your foolishness demands it's time you were broken in and i'm going to compel you to submission to my will and to obedience or i'm going to kill you kill if you like i'll still defy you you cannot make me obey a monster like you even though you are my father i despise you hate you you inhuman wretch a good flogging will bring back your affection by the way i understand that by way of amusing yourself you have become the consort of a dutch detective and by way of furthering his game have just been to telegraph for an additional force of the devils now do you know what i'm going to do anyone might guess brutal cowards always carry whips yes i'm going to whip you within an inch of your life then if you promise me to ever after obey me and tell me where to find the money you stole from me i will let you go but if you refuse i will kill you and end the trouble grogan lash her securely to yonder post the irishman obeyed by raising her and roping her to a post which had been used for a hitching post at some remote period sue's face was very pale now and she trembled in dread of the cruel lash it was not the first time she had been whipped by him and she well knew what a merciless wretch he was greyville threw off his coat now and seized the heavy whip firmly not a tithe of pity expressed in his stern cruel face beg now he cried tell me where the money is and promise future obedience and proper conduct or i'll give it to you never i'll die first sue gasped the next instant the wretch struck her with all his might following one blow with another until he had struck her twenty the last one being upon the top of the head with the butt of the whip white as death was sue but her eyes flashed bravely her face was defiant but she never uttered a moan or a cry of pain now now maybe you'll come to time the smuggler roared more like some enraged wild beast than a human being in his demoniac fury now will you tell and promise never monster was the low piteous gasp then the eyes of the poor outcast closed she had fainted unable longer to endure the agony End of chapter 11